Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about the word trigger. You know, so often in special education, we think of this word trigger in a bad way. When we think about triggers in special education, we're typically talking about behaviors, meltdowns, anger, all the negative feelings. But today we're going to turn that word trigger into a good thing because we're still in the middle of this hot mess that I'm calling crisis schooling. This is not just distance learning or remote learning or homeschooling. This is true crisis learning. And throughout this process, I've been working with thousands of parents and teachers and IEP teams on building plans that work <laughs> in this situation and that are flexible and adjustable to what every child needs to meet their unique needs. Now, everybody's in a different situation. Everybody's having a very different experience right now, but it's important for us to figure out what's working and what's not working so we can adjust, so we don't get stuck. And a million times we've heard things about routines and we need to get into a routine and we need to get back to a routine and, you know, a child thrives on routine. But getting into a routine has been hard, right? It has been really difficult to figure out what works. Now, in our last episode, I believe it's episode 19, I talked about ways that you can make your day not feel so overwhelming and stressed. Talking about setting some boundaries and figuring out how to really manage your day inside of the work hours. But you know, we're missing a piece when we just talk about what's happening during that time we're missing at the piece when it comes to getting started and ending. So many of us are feeling like our days are just a big blur. We can't remember what day it is. We can't remember the date. We don't know exactly what our obligations are that day without looking at the calendar several times and setting reminders. You know, it's really been a confusing time for all of us, especially for our students our children who have IEPs, who have complex schedules as it is. And now we've taken that complex schedule and we've really done a number with it, right? So we've worked so hard to get so many different services and supports and different things, and now they all just disappear. So I want you to really think about the beginning and ending of your day. And if your first thought was, I don't have a beginning and ending of my day, then you're listening at the right time because it's time to start putting a beginning and ending back into your day. See, in our old routines, which we're not going back to anytime soon, right? In our old routines, we had a beginning and an end and we had triggers that really signaled to us it's time for something different. These are actual physical triggers and they're simple except for they're not so simple right now because our old triggers were things like put your shoes on, put your coat on and go get in the car or go get on the bus. And then you have your bus ride to school or you have the carpool lane routine and you have this trigger of I'm going to do these things. Every student had this trigger. I'm going to do these things. And when I get to the other side of this routine, I have certain expectations. So there are different expectations at school and home. And this routine, this 
trigger, this actual physical movement that happens really alerts ourselves to it's time to do something different. And that has been missing. So you know what? You don't need another color-coded cutesy schedule that overpacks your day so you can get things done. You know, how many of you guys saw those floating around Facebook and Instagram, all the color-coded schedules of how parents thought they were going to, you know, do this homeschooling and take breaks and then make dinner from scratch. And many special needs parents knew right away those were not going to work. There was no way that that was going to happen. So we tried to implement routines that were similar to what we had before, but that didn't work either. So now we have to work on what's happening inside of the day, but we also have to kind of look at these bookends, meaning what happens in the beginning and the end for this trigger to transition. I used to use these as a teacher all the time. For those of you that don't know, I have a brother with Down syndrome and I became a special education teacher a very long time ago. And we had these specific transitions every day inside of my classroom. We were singing the what's the weather song before we did calendar time. And we were singing cleanup songs to move through that transition of finishing one activity into the next. We had all different types of triggers. So I want to give you a few ideas on how you can set some triggers to transition in your home that includes something physical to do, not just a timer that beeps at 8 a.m. and says, okay, let's go to the next activity. No, we're talking about an actual physical routine. So here's a couple of ideas. One could be a walk around the block. It's like your commute. You have a commute to work and a commute home. That can be your walk around the block. Now, I don't know where you're located at, but right now it's quite chilly here in the Midwest. So doing that morning walk when it feels like it's, I don't know, 27 degrees outside, probably not going to work. So I want to give you some other ideas that, you know, don't require you to go outside. And that can be something as simple as getting dressed into real clothes every day. Now, moms and teachers, yoga pants count as real clothes because we have to demonstrate this for our students and for our children, right? Um, but I'm not saying that you have to put on jeans. All right, don't, don't get me wrong here, all right? <laughs> but getting dressed every day at a certain time, not saying, you know, it's we can wear pajamas until 1 p.m. one day or 11 a.m. we have to change, you know, really getting into a routine. I'm not saying it has to be bright and early. I'm not saying you need that first bell ringing at home at 8 a.m. I'm just saying a routine of getting dressed into some real clothes. Now, did you have a routine before this that maybe uh, you were setting out clothes the night before for school the next day? Let's do that. Let's do this physical, you know, trigger to transition into expectations of what's going to happen next. Another idea would be to pack up school supplies in a backpack and then you bring them to your work area. You bring them to the table, you unpack, you do your work for the day, and then you pack it up and you put it away. Like it's gone. You know, having this, you know, homeschooling look happen in your house 24-7 is stressful. You need to pack that up and put it away 
every day if you're feeling overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that is overwhelming your house. It's that physical looking at everything. There's the, the three Chromebooks and all the worksheets and all the different supplies and the science project that's happening, all those different things that are happening. I, you can pack those up and put them away and bring them out as needed. But every day you would have a routine of packing up some things, bringing it to the table, doing some work, and then packing them up back up and bringing them home. That would be a great physical trigger for we're starting work and we have different expectations and our work day is over. We are done. That can include also using a song. Maybe you have a song for the morning and a song for the afternoon. A favorite song that you can blast a little bit too loud and dance and sing and you transition in and then you transition out of your day. There's actually a silver lining to this. You know, Many of you guys are feeling like you're working 24 seven. I know moms naturally feel that, teachers feel that too, but no longer should homework or schoolwork be taking over your dinner time and stealing your peace in the evening. You get to choose a beginning and an end to your day. And for anybody who just said, no, I can't, then you need to go back and listen to episode 19 because yes, you can and you absolutely deserve to have a beginning and an end to your work day. Your children, your students need to have a physical trigger, a physical reminder of we are going into work and we are going out of work. And don't think that that has to be a 9 a.m. start and a 3 p.m. finish. That might be a 9 a.m. start and a noon finish. That's fine, but that means that the expectations for those three hours are different than the expectations outside of those hours. And when you're outside of those hours, you let the stress of what happens inside of those three hours go. Because when you're letting everything turn into a blur, it becomes more confusing than ever of what are you supposed to do when and how are you supposed to be focusing on one um, topic or one task when you don't know what's happening next? You don't know, is this ever going to end? You don't know what those expectations are. So putting back in these physical triggers of a start time and an end time and just think of them like how you had a commute to work or you had a routine when it came to getting on the bus and starting the school day and then wrapping up the school day and packing up the backpack and getting onto the bus and then going back home. Children know, they absolutely 100% know what the expectations are on the other side of our trigger. They know that this is the routine and then this is what's expected. So make sure that you're not overpacking your day and doing all those things that overwhelm you during those work hours, but a very clear start and finish are so important. You know, as the founder of the Master IP Coach Mentorship and Network, it's so important for me not to just focus on what is in an IEP document, but it's how it's going to work. 
So we can write the prettiest IEP document. We can come up with a great distance learning plan. We can have those pretty color-coded schedules and have everything that is supposed to be in the document in the document. But if we don't figure out these little things like transition triggers or being able to set boundaries during the day, if we don't figure those things out, then that perfect piece of paper doesn't work. And we are not meeting a child's unique needs. And then we're not preparing them for further education, employment, independent living. Remember, that's the entire purpose of an IEP. It's to prepare a child for further education, employment, independent living. The shift of how we have to get that done needs to change now. We don't know what's going to be happening in the fall. We don't know what's happening this summer. We don't know if kids are going back to campus full time or if there's going to be some type of combination of remote learning and on-campus learning. But whatever that is, master IEP coaches are going to be prepared to help you. Or maybe you're ready to become a master IEP coach. That's where you go and hop over to masteriepcoach.com. And that's where I can give you the details on how you can become a master IEP coach, how you can truly be prepared to, you know, be that leader at the virtual IEP meeting or create that distance learning plan that goes beyond what is being presented as a standard plan for everybody or how to develop a powerful parent input statement. And I'm telling you, teachers, you want to know how to help your parents of your students create powerful parent input statements because it actually makes your job much easier. Parents, you want to know how to write this document, this piece of the IEP that's called the parent input statement. You want to have this uh, parental educational concerns is sometimes what it's called inside of the document. There's many different names for it, but the bottom line is this section for parent input is going to be more valuable than ever. And as a master IEP coach, you can nail that for your own family or teachers, for your own students, and then you can help others with that too. So that's over at masteriepcoach.com because we are not going to be focusing on just the document and making sure that it looks right. We as master IP coaches know how to ask the tough questions to make sure that it can be implemented, to make sure that you have things in place, whether you're gonna be learning at home or you're gonna be learning at school, to get back to those routines, to find those triggers that are positive, that are going to bring a child back to baseline of their skill level as soon as possible and help launch them forward even though we've been through this crisis and chaos. So I hope to see you over at masteriepcoach.com. And don't forget, it's time for you to start looking at the beginning and the end of your day and put in those transitions, a physical transition that's going to signal your family that it's time for some different expectations. And then it's time to move on outside of the crisis schooling hours and start to truly separate what's happening inside of your day. So it's no longer just one big blur. So it's no longer this overwhelming exhaustion, but you can start to truly define whatever this new normal is inside of your family. So you can start to have more moments of joy. You can see more success and you can just feel better. That's what we're looking for, guys, right? We're looking for this feeling of not 
feeling like we're drowning every day in all of these responsibilities. So I look forward to hearing from you and finding out what transition triggers are you putting into your home. When you share those over on Facebook or Instagram with me, it allows me to share with others and you might just be helping another family make their day just a little bit easier. And I hope to see you guys over at masteriepcoach.com.